Boom! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Fair Share Gaming Podcast. My name's Jared, this is Peter, and today we're going to be talking about a whole lot of stuff, but first, how are you, Peter? I'm good. Happy Halloween, Jared. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, Halloween. It's crazy. Spooky season. I've I've been playing I've been playing Visage and I've had some jump scares already in that game. Yeah. What a complex. You've been liking it so far. It's good, but it's complex. Like this, the yeah. puzzles in it are not easy puzzles to to um, overcome. Like they're, they don't play. Yeah. No, like it's just a maze of shit you have to figure out. And and along the lines, you have this crazy old lady chasing you, but that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, so. First, we're going to go over some new games coming out this next couple weeks. So we have seven big ones of note. We have Binding of Isaac's Repentance coming out November 4th for all platforms. We have Call of Duty Vanguard coming out November 5th for all major uh, platforms except for uh, except for Switch. Um, we have Forza Horizon 5 coming out November 9th uh, for Series X, Xbox One, PC. We have Jurassic World Evolution 2, which I'm actually kind of excited for because we played a little bit of Jurassic Evolution 1 together. Yeah, a while ago. And I'm excited to see if they improved on some of the stuff that was kind of meh in the in the first one, but kept the stuff that was good from the first one. So I'm really hoping they, they made a good game there. Like Jeff Goldblum. Exactly. And that's coming out uh, November uh, 9th for all except Switch again. Then, once again, the grand release of Skyrim fi- Skyrim coming to the new next-gen consoles. Yes, yes, excellent release. Uh, we have the GTA Trilogy, uh, the new remastered Definitive Edition, coming out November 11th on all platforms. And then Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is coming out November 11th for Switch, which is, I mean... It's an old game. Like they're doing the remake of it. So I probably won't get it just because it's kind of no offense to anyone who loves the game, but it's kind of poo. It did not age well compared to like what it once was. They um, beat hard on the Switch too. Just the controls. Yeah, but. I kind of think the same. Unless they enhanced it to be better for the Switch. I don't know. I, d- I doubt they did, but you never know. Uh, yeah, so those are our game releases. So we will jump right into our question. And that question is, are Battle Royales or traditional multiplayer the future of online gaming? I mean, over wow. like Battle Royales have become a huge thing. Like since PUBG, like ba- every every major like shooter or action, any of those genres have come out with a Battle Royale version of their game. I mean, even Fallout tried to make a Battle Royale, failed miserably. Failed absolutely miserably, but they tried to make a battle royale. So it's got to beg the, the question that is traditional multiplayer on its way out? Because I honestly, you don't see a ton of gameplay anymore from streamers or anyone that just play traditional, like let's use Call of Duty for an example, traditional search and destroy team deathmatch that they stream to people on the internet. Jared, I disagree. Yeah. I do not. I think, I think battle royales will will be a part of the gaming universe for a, quite a while, but I do not think they're the definitive answer to multiplayer. Really? I do not think so. Truly it, do truly do not. So why why do you think like what are some of the reasons you have that you think that it's not the future of online gaming? Because you got to admit, a lot of the current main multiplayers it's are big. all battle royales. But I I think you're looking too much at like just streaming because like Battle Royales are exciting, and they do have good things going for them. But personally, I'm just a I I I'm just not a big the biggest fan of them. They're fine, but not a favorite by any means. And two, I just I think they've been around long enough that they're, they're going to start to dip. Like I was looking at for 2021, uh, the games the most concurrent players, and so I'll go through the list. It's the top yeah. ten. Yeah. Ten is GTA Five, nine Apex Legends, eight PUBG, seven Valheim. Six Dota two, five Counter Strike, four Minecraft, three Crossfire, which is like essentially Counter Strike but in Korea. Uh, then League, and then first Fortnite. So there's like there's it, a healthy mix of both. Well, battle royales are definitely a big thing right now. I do there is more going on I think than just that. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that's a fair statement to to make. Like the, the biggest thing with with battle royale, I mean Fortnite's always gonna be a big battle royale because it's got so much more to it than a lot of battle royales give. 
uh, not necessarily in gameplay, but in like other events they put on outside of just playing their battle royale. They they'll always Concerts draw people in. Yeah. Um, like I I was watching a, a video on on just skill of battle royales. Like what's the most skilled battle royale versus the least skilled battle royale? Um, the top two most skilled were Fortnite and Apex. Call of Duty was down near the bottom. Same with uh, PUBG, just because they're very streamlined. Like you know you go in, you shoot people. There's not really any. It doesn't rely on as much. There's not as many dynamic or uh, aspects to the games, right? They're pretty pretty static. Where it's like, yeah, you know, you drop. You can set your loadouts for Call of Duty. You can set. You can PUBG is very simplistic. You pick up a gun, try to shoot. It's not. There's nothing really to it outside of that. Um, but then you have like Apex and Fortnite. Well, Fortnite has its building mechanic, but their argument for that was like. Yeah, okay, Fortnite has their building mechanic, but once you learn the building mechanic and are good at the building mechanic, you've now simplified Fortnite. Whereas you have, like... I was going to say, the building mechanic, it's like, it becomes one of your standard cards and what you can do. Exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you have Apex, where it's like, not only do you have to be able to be good at shooters, now you also have to take into consideration, okay, who's the here, the legend I'm facing? What's their ability? What's their tactical? What are they able to do? What's this team composition I'm facing? Because like, oh, maybe I'll be super aggressive. Oh no, they have a couple high tier defense legends that it can just mess your day up if you're too offensive against them or anything like that. So it's it's interesting with that how, how, how much people are looking into these things, but but I also kind of agree with what you're saying where it's like, yeah, they've kind of reached a peak where the games that are top tier battle royales, I don't think they're going to be unseated anytime soon. Like I think no. they've, I think they've dominated the industry. Like Warzone's going to be there for a long time just because of COD's player base. Apex has established itself. Uh, Fortnite is way established itself. I'd, I'd argue that even people who have no clue about gaming, if you mentioned Fortnite to them, they'd easily be able to be like, oh no, it's oh, a yeah. video game. We know what that is. Right, it's so like not the same like recognizability as like Mario. Yeah, exactly, and and I think that's why it's it, it's tough to say. I mean, you have other things like you mentioned there, like League, which is a MOBA, and and MOBAs are fairly large across any platform. Period. Like you had Smite, you had League. I Pokemon Unite tried to bring out something oh, right. that competed with them, but I don't think it quite came across as people were hoping. No. Um, and that and that's a big thing when it comes to you know people wanting that game is like if they want something and you didn't if they were expecting something and you didn't supply it in the way they wanted it then it's just not going to go right like i think people honestly were like i didn't play pokemon unite but just kind of gathering from what you guys talked about you know it wasn't so much about it wasn't like a a pokemon smite for example where it's like you know you're fighting it out with other pokemon see all this cool shit it's like you kind of just go grab some orbs drop some orbs off and you win yeah 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 pretty much or as, a, short form. as I think like people wanted that like emphasis on the battling between Pokemon, like, you know, all these cool moves you could use all this stuff. And, and, and from what I understand, they didn't deliver on that. So it's, it's interesting when you look at that stuff where it's, it's like, yeah, MOBAs are still huge. Like league is still arguably one of the largest, I'd say competitive as well as stream yeah. games that you can do. Um, I suck at it, but that's just because I, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, we don't go there. I'm good at, I was good at Smite and that was the extent of my MOBA, uh, experience. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. yeah. Do you think Battle Royale is a genre? At this point, I think it is. But then why isn't like Team Deathmatch or Domination a genre? Isn't it just a game mode at the end of the day? To me, it is a game mode, but there are literally games that are just this. Like, I feel when you get to yeah. the extent where a game is just that, like you're releasing a game and it's only this. It is it is a bat- battle royale map versus name one game where it is just a team deathmatch or where it is just a, they don't have any other game modes. They just are team deathmatch. They're just search and destroy. They're just that. I would say Splitgate. Yeah, but Splitgate has different game modes within it. Yeah, but like it is. It is a team deathmatch, but you also have you have other game modes within it, much like like Halo does. I I just don't understand why there's this big focus on battle royale. Why can't a battle royale game have other modes? Like it took Apex so long to put arenas in it, and I think that the developers are like, wow, our games are repet. I think they're looking for ways to get rid of that repetitiveness, and so they're adding in more game modes. So why not just make a game? 
that has that's that's got a flexible enough systems to be able to do a wide amount of game modes, including battle royale. Why does it just need to be battle royale? That's my biggest hangup. And I, and I get that because I feel like battle royales originally kind of it, it appealed to people who didn't. Because if you think about a battle royale, it's kind of like a fast paced RPG game like uh, Daisy, where it's like. You know, you don't have as much, you know, there's the loot system, there's the opponent players that you got to take care of, and you want to win. Like, you want to end up taking out as many people as you can. And a Battle Royale game is kind of like a faster pace of that, where it's like, you know, the loot system sped up, the, the you only have so many players that you have to kill on the map, and then you die and you respawn, start over from scratch, essentially, is, is like the the base around a Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, I feel like that when it first got brought into the situ- into existence, I feel like it really scratched that itch for people who who you know wanted to try games that were kind of like Daisy but didn't want to like spend 300 hours to find a shoe that doesn't let you freeze at night when you're walking around the map. Right? So I think that's where it first started, but I agree with you. Like now they're becoming repetitive and that's where they're having to become unique cuz like PUBG got very boring very I think fast. It's still boring. I think I, I think they're in a rut that they're not going to get out of. Honestly, no, I, I agree, and, and it surprised me when you had it on the top list of of multiplayer games. That shocks me because there are so many better battle royales out there, and literally every every single one you name is better than PUBG. Literally anyone you yeah, name, true. Pokemon, like every, like you could come out with a a random like stick figure battle royale, and I bet it'd be more appealing to people. So it's just like, I, I think that one's that one's dying, but it's like all these other battle royales besides COD, I'd say COD is literally running off of people like Call of Duty. So I think, yeah. I think, I think Warzone, the only reason it's big is because people like Call of Duty and now it's a battle royale that involves Call of Duty mechanics. Like, I think that's the only reason it's big. It, there's, there's nothing special about it. It doesn't have any kind of like, really anyone can do good at Call of Duty. Like you really can. In battle royales, like there's so much opportunity for anyone to be like, oh, victories i mean we had a victory which shouldn't have been a victory where you landed on top of the people and we killed them because they were confused at what the hell just happened to them in their game so it's like i i feel like there's that one's just because it's cod that's the only reason warzone's big is because it's a cod but like the other ones they all have to have unique factors and and yes you're right apex added arenas to diversify their game give them another outlet for it but if you think about it, Arenas also gives players the opportunity to practice the main like uh, head-to-head mechanic of their battle royale. Like it, it gives you that ability to practice, okay, you know, when you come up against another team, that in that that competitive nature of their of Apex's regular um, battle royale mode. And I think that's why they added it, honestly. I don't think it really has to do with adding a new game mode for for entertainment purposes. I think people weren't getting enough out of firing range to practice that arenas fit that bill and arenas just happens to be a fun like team deathmatch game mode where it's you know that's it it take it shrinks down the battle royale into a 3v3 match so to me like i don't think they're getting stale i think i think that they're just adding new ways to improve at their game because apex is hard as shit to be good at like when you come up against someone who is actually good at that game like ridiculously good knows the hero or knows the legends knows the guns uh specifically if you're on pc you have easier time with aim and like quick switching between players because you don't have any strafing over over correction from the stick um i feel like then you can see like okay these people are amazing at this game and it's tough to beat them and i think that's why arenas makes a good fit because it actually helps like i've i've noticed it helped my end game my uh main battle royale gameplay like when i and facing a team in, in, act, in their actual regular battle royale, I don't find them as outpaced or outplayed because now you've played that faster game mode in arenas. Yeah, so yeah. honestly, to me, it's more of a, it, it's to me, the prime use of arenas is a training aspect of the game. Like it's it's essentially teaching you that that close combat, that in tight combat between teams. Obviously it doesn't help when you get sandwiched between two teams, but it helps with your like, you know, in tight decision making. It it challenges you with different guns and having to like have different, you know, if you have a favorite gun, well, you're not always gonna have it fully decked out with purple and gold and everything, right? Like sometimes you'll have it only white, sometimes you only have blue. Like you have to learn how to use those guns in all aspects of them uh, being there because 
battle royals aren't always like, oh, here's all the loot you ever need. Like even if you have a yeah. Loba, even if you have a Loba, you still can't guarantee you're going to have all gold and purple. And this is another reason why I don't think that battle royals are the definitive multiplayer game, just because of how RNG based it is. I like it can lead to exciting matches, but I I find myself getting more frustrated when I put into a situation that I cannot win just because of the circumstance, rather than it being I either I'm not as good as the other player or I messed up. That's what like when it's out of my control. That's when I get frustrated. That's when I get mad. So. Would you say then maybe like let's because because Call of Duty technically scratches exactly what you're talking about because you can set your loadouts and you can get your loadout totally you can you can preset it when you go into game and get your loadout so so would you rather have that style than what Apex is because Apex doesn't have that and I don't think they'll ever add that I feel like if they added if they added preset loadouts into Apex as soon as they're you you would just see far too much of like I, I feel like it would tilt the game in favor of people who are already insane at the game. How how I would like to do it personally is like I would like to spawn in with the guns you want, but just like think of it how Apex does the shields where you can level up your shields. I'd like to see that with the guns as well. So I can choose what guns I want to use, but depending how good I do with them depends how good those guns become. So it's almost like combining combining these two types of multiplayer then into the future yeah. of multiplayer like maybe battle royale is the main is the mode like if we're talking about like game modes instead of on off genre all by itself but like a game mode like battle royale is the game mode of the future but you need to take in aspects of other get other game modes such as like what you said because i think that's a great idea because how many times have eric and i been playing it and you've heard me get so frustrated because i'm trying to do some stupid challenge and i can't yeah. find a freaking gun that fits my challenge that's another point i have it's just the grind of bad rails but yeah no you're completely right and and i think like if you were able to pick your gun like that doesn't guarantee you downs that doesn't guarantee no. you anything it means that you're having those guns the one thing i will say is i think they need to spawn you if you're going to spawn with a gun I think you still have to find ammo for it to use it. Yeah, like me has like one clip, but then that's yeah. Because because when you spawn into the game, it's focused on uh, your hand to hand combat unless you find a gun right away. So I think that's an important aspect of Apex, where you still have that mad rush when you land on the ground. You're like, okay, where is everything? Like I need to find something. I think if they spawn you with no clip or like one clip in your gun, I think that should be it. That should be always the max. Um, and maybe you can set that. Maybe you have like your primary and secondary gun and your primary gun's the only one that spawns with a with a clip in it. Um, I think that'd be a phenomenal idea. And I think I think that's something Apex could easily put in because they already did with their shields. It's the same idea. Yeah. You just level up slowly. Now, wouldn't that destroy the point of looting in the game? Because like all you have to do is all you now you could t- completely turn your way your eyes away from looting and turn it just to killing people. But see, personally, uh, looting is like one of my least favorite aspects of Ape- of battle royales in general. I want to be shooting people. I want to be playing the game, not running around, not doing inventory management. That's why I play RPGs for to look at my weight limits and all stuff like that. It's something I want. It's not something I want to think about in a battle royale. Okay. No, I, I see what you're saying. So it's it's more it's more about just just in general. It's more about. You just want to be playing like the, the the competing against other people. Like that's, yeah. and that's why to you, a traditional multiplayer is more appealing because it's just go in and kill people or, or do the objective that is given for that game. mode. Yeah. It, it's, it's more straightforward. And with battle royales as well, I feel like there's a, it, it, it's a very competitive environment. So I feel a need to be good at the game. So that's why when I say like play apex, like, Oh, it's a stressful game. I got to like actually think about it. A lot of times I just want to, turn off my brain and play something just casually but battle royales aren't that well and that's why you almost can count it as own genre right because you you have to play it a certain way to play the game right whereas like a team deathmatch in call of duty i can i can turn off my brain like i can be like this is meaningless run at each other and just shoot the next person i see this is why i'm saying the games need to implement a bunch of game modes not just battle royale let me let me switch up between things let me let yeah. Give us more things to do. Yeah. So what if you were to do like, so you're, if you were to talk to Apex right now, you'd say to them, you know, uh, maybe have 
these other game modes entitled in there or would you just say that they're too in in involved with what they're doing that you couldn't yeah i think they've already got like their vibe going they already got their community they already like what they're doing but for new battle royale games you want to try to enter into this market you got to switch things up and you got to be ready for the competitors to steal your ideas because that's happened time and time and time again like i think it was uh apex said it was the first one to do respawns and then fortnite stole it then warzone stole it which is you know totally normal but uh i think for new games that's kind of, that's what i would recommend okay so then yeah yeah no I, I see what you're saying i mean i still i still think like for me i much prefer battle royales over traditional multiplayer now like i got very bored of team deathmatch i got very bored of i can i find myself only being able to play games like uh, splitgate for example for so long cuz i just find that it's just too you know Especially when you face someone who has played the game a ton, I feel like traditional multiplayer tailors best for people who have played the game inherently. Like I feel like I feel like if you're good at the game, I, and you're able to choose what you want, your skill is at its peak. Like you are you are maxing, which is fair enough. That that works both ways. My skill would also be at its peak for picking my guns, right? But I feel like it gives an advantage to people who are already good at the game because look at a game like any battle royale fortnite apex doesn't matter you start with nothing everyone starts in the same playing field it does not matter like just because you're good at shooting doesn't mean you get any more advantage with punching someone or or looting right like you're kind of all on the same page except for let's be honest when it comes to especially with cross-platform play now PC, you can loot way faster. You can go through inventories oh, faster. You can you can change your your you can have a higher camera rotation sensitivity on PC and be okay with it than you can on controller. Like with PC on let's use Siege for me. Like on Siege, my sensitivity is turned up stupid high because if I turn and the mouse stops, my thing stops. But to adjust that with an analog stick is so much more difficult to like counter that sensitivity, right? Like the sensitivity, I will overshoot every single time if my sensitivity is too high on a controller versus on PC. But you can get away with a lot more on PC. But either way, I, I don't know. I find traditional multiplayer games are... You say like because for you you said it's it's frustrating with like the the looter and inventory management and stuff like that. And I will give Apex some benefit of the doubt. They did do some like good uh, auto exchange of 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 attachments because yeah, I found that's true. I found that's very frustrating. Like when I played Fortnite or played any other games, I found it frustrating when I had to deal with anything in my guns. Like just, if I find something better, just let me pick it up. And that is the end of that. That is, that is it. I don't want to, I don't want to have to go in there and be like, oh, is it better? Let me compare these side by side on my screen and see if it's actually better or whatever. Right? Like actually back for blood, I get frustrated with that. When I have to, when I have to freaking look at it, I'm like, what does any of this mean? Is this better? It's purple, but it's worse than my green item. Like, how does this make any sense whatsoever? It's, it's frustrating. Or the ACOG scope. The ACOG, which is not an ACOG scope. It's a freaking sniper scope that they put on. It's like two times becomes 12 times on a goddamn gun that it shouldn't be 12 times on. Uh, that game's also weird for its sensitivity. I don't really understand it, but it just feels weird when I use its sensitivity. It feels very reactive compared to like, I'll put its sensitivity to the same sensitivity I put every game I put at, and it feels way more reactive than other games. I don't know if it's just the color palette or because everything's dark or what, but it just feels that way. But anyways, that's 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 besides the point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I still think battle royales are the are the future to multiplayer because it brings out that competitive edge. And maybe it's competitive. Maybe it's the future to competitive multiplayer. See, then I think about like league and all that, where it's still like outperforming a good number of battle royale so like and like that competitive nature i that is, you're right that is a big reason why battle royales are popular i think that's like as we've experienced you know you're in the only three teams left your blood's pumping it's intense and when you get that victory it is much more fulfilling than like a standard multiplayer thing but uh that's just not always what what i want and lots of other games scratch that it it's to exactly the same extent that aren't uh that aren't battle royales like yeah league even something like overwatch you know 
Yeah. And that's where you kind of get into those different genres of competitiveness, right? Like if we're talking purely first person shooters, like this is because I know battle royales extend into other things. They're not just first person shooter. Well, actually, are they? I think well, they are. Fortnite is a third person. Okay, third third person first. So so yeah, yeah. shooters like uh, any kind of shooters. I feel like for shooters, I think battle royales superior when it comes to competitiveness. Um, but when you get to like MOBAs, that's a whole like nether. Te- that's another tier of like competitive. Because uh, now it's like okay, now you got to compare. Like let's use Smite because we're more. I'm more knowledgeable about Smite than I am about League of Legends. I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to League of Legends. So. Like you have to be, have a good jungler. You have to have good rotations. Like the callouts are just insane with with mobas because you because it's it's like a it's an RTS but in this in in a in like and you're only controlling your character but it's still an RTS in the fact that you have to have so much strategy going on that you get going and I mean Apex is the same but I mean the way we play yeah. we, we don't play that way like we'll, we'll, we'll kind of to degree like depends how into it we are like if we're really into it if we're really into it all of a sudden it's like oh right right he's coming right or you'll fucking ping 18 different guys that are coming at you and shit like that we're not like formulation 3d go yeah exactly like I've watched some videos on people that have played Apex with like major callouts and I'm like you guys it's it's a shooter you, you shoot the fucking guy I don't need him to go here this way and and sometimes you'll go against someone who you can tell is like trying to overuse their abilities and you're just like and you just they like oh i feel like octane's the best for this when you watch someone play octane and they're just throwing jump pads all over the place and going off of them like nothing sometimes you just kind of stop sit there and you're like he goes up and you're like oh you can't do anything from up there so then you just like shoot him on the way down and you're just like okay well that was excellent good work congratulations on trying to be aggressive but didn't work out in the end for you but i mean i still think like it brings out something else in competitive because i with the exception of rainbow six for like specific team death mode game matches or or objective based game modes i'd say it's the most competitive when it comes to that like rainbow six is extremely stressful the whole way through it it doesn't matter at what point in that game you're at whether you're a five against five or all your team is dead and it's you versus the other five uh, uh, operatives. Um, do you think? Do you think the highly competitive nature is like almost fundamental for such a popular multiplayer formula like that? I think it is because being a competitive multiplayer, like most people have a competitive nature. Like, regardless, it varies. It varies on how competitive you are, but most people have, to a degree, a competitive nature. If they are good at something, they'll be competitive about that thing. Especially when it comes to gaming. A hundred percent. Like that. That's why you have toxic gaming. Like that's why you have people that will like you'll die and they'll they'll start swearing at you in their after cam or they'll message you. The best is when you kill someone they message you after and you're like, man, I really pissed this person off when I would I with what I just did. Or like when you can hear someone like after you kill them and like the mic comms open up for like a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah. That's what I always loved about Warzone. We ran into that a bunch and we played Warzone where it's like you fucking kill someone. They're like, well, you're cheating. It's like okay, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, sure, whatever. Sure, I'm cheating. But but I think it is important. I think it is integral for a game mode to be successful is you need that competitive nature. And I think that's where you start to lose it. And I think competitive, not just in, like every game has its meta. Like every multiplayer game, you go through seasons and there is metas that, that always exists. But I think you still need to have that diversity of gun use, right? Like Call of Duty has become a very, especially in its traditional multiplayer, is a run and gun game. Like there is, yeah. you know, like even the people that are using snipers are quick scoping. They're not even using a sniper for, let's per se, what in real life a sniper is used for, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like you have to, if you don't play a run and gun type of uh, type of match in Call of Duty, you're not going to be successful in their traditional multiplayers. Well, and like there's only a handful of actually viable weapons too, 100%. that everyone uses. Yeah, and that's where I think, that's why I think Battle Royales make it a little bit different. Like, yes, there's always metas. Like there's meta, in, in Apex, there's meta legends for that season because they always change, like they'll buff or nerf someone each season. It doesn't matter. Like this coming season, they buffed um, Watson's shield generator so that it, it gives you so, because remember when Eric, Eric always plays Watson, he loves Watson. And when you were getting shield, it was almost negligible. Like I was better off to sit there because it would get rid of explosions around me than it was to actually for its shielding purposes. But this season, 
they're upping it so it heals oh. you it heals your shield as fast as um lifelines bot would heal your health so so that's gonna heavily change a lot of people's use for watson watson's gonna become a big character to use in the upcoming season but besides that point it's you still can play in so many different ways you don't have to play one way to be successful at a battle royale like apex like we all play different ways there's yeah there's guns that do better like if you get an r301 that's fully decked out it's like a freaking laser beam that shoots down range right like no matter how far away they are but so does the r99 so does the volt so does a few other guns but you always get attacked by people with different guns like you're never i I don't ever find myself that i'm always like oh what gun just killed me like it's so different all the time even my loadouts are very different all the time with the exception i have to get a longbow like longbows are integral to my gameplay i need to find a longbow all the time um but i i don't find it's as much of like a this if you don't have this meta you're screwed i don't think battle royales give that issue as much as a traditional multiplayer and and again my only example is really call of duty because it's it's got to be the biggest like traditional multiplayer where it's just like you know team deathmatch search and destroy domination all that stuff if you don't play the way that they're currently playing in that game if you can't adapt to just playing that way then you're not going to do good and I noticed it mostly with um, Advanced Warfare when that first came out. When they came out, and that game has to be one of the worst Call of Duties that's come out, period. But I really started to notice that run and gun mentality with that game because the maps just force you to play that way. Like the map design might just have ruined it for me personally because I get annoyed when I spawn and I get, I move like five feet and I get run down by someone who's just coming around with a MP. For MP4 or something, or MP5, sorry, and just like mows my health down like nothing. So that's my biggest argument against traditional multiplayer is that the metas kind of ruin it for me. If you don't play that game style, you're not going to do, you're not going to be successful in that game. And I bet, like in Battle Royales, as you climb up the competitive ladder, there's got to be more and more of a meta, surely. You do, but like I've, I've been watching a lot of videos on, because I'm trying to get better at apex because i'm trying to learn about it because i really enjoy apex and i don't mind like just jumping in for a few games i don't find it super stressful to play apex um but i've been trying to get better at my character so i've been watching like specifically people who use uh bloodhound or octane i've also been watching video on the new hero who's coming out because i think i might get her because her abilities are very interesting and seem like they'd be very useful I thought she'd be very overpowered, but there is actually like limitations to her abilities that I think are good limitations to have. Um, like her portal is a one-way portal, unlike Wraiths who you can use it both ways. So it is definitely gonna be more of a, you carry your team somewhere instead of like Wraith where it's like, okay, I'm gonna trap someone and, and train them back into my other portal so I can kill them. Um, but even then like competitive, when you look at Legends, Yes, in each rank, they talk about how you have a percentage of legends that are used. And believe it or not, it's really interesting. I was watching a video this morning on Lifeline. Lifeline was, and this is by a professional. He plays in a pro team for for Apex and, and competes actual events and everything. And he was saying that Lifeline is very underused. In fact, it is the lowest used um, legend in Diamond and Higher for Apex ranked matches. Now, her abilities are, and the reason she is, is they got dropped off because of her res shield. Like she used to have her res shield where it would come up and protect you. His argument was, it was actually detrimental to you because it pointed out where you were. Whereas right now you could run around, revive your entire team and still shoot someone and they have no clue where your, your, your friends are that you're reviving. So, I mean, yes, there is legends that get used more, but I don't think that plays as much of a role in, in use because it's always based on your play style. Like you can, I can't play every legend. I, I can't, like I suck with some legends. Like Wraith, I can't play Wraith. I don't understand how to use her abilities effectively in every situation like some people do with her. And I think that's where it's like, yeah, okay, you get competitive and people are good at the game inherently, but they're still gonna have a favorite legend they play. And they're still gonna push towards that legend. Legends are like just one small aspect of it, though. Then there's locations, there's weapons, there's there's just so many different things. There's so many different variables in a battle royale that I feel like it's it's a meta heavy. It almost encourages it. I feel like 
I would say I would argue that for for Apex specifically, I'd argue that Legends is the biggest changing aspect of how the game can go. Because yes, you can have guns, you can have the best guns in the game. If everyone was loaded out with an R301 or everyone was loaded out with a Volt or the L-Star all of a sudden has become like a very yeah, popular that, very popular example. gun yeah. to use. But even then, I may if I play 10 matches, mm-hmm. I might run into someone who's using the L-Star like twice out of those 10 matches even though it's such a popular gun nowadays in battle royales um same with locations like i don't find like yes if i'm if i see the zone shrinking in on somewhere i may be like okay i'm, I'm gonna go to this this place if, if the ring is shrinking this direction i'm gonna go over here because i know the loot's gonna be better there and i know that the the advantage to my specific legend is gonna be better there are my teams i mean obviously we don't put as much thought in that all the time but when i play ranked i'll put a little more thought into it um, but I don't, I, 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 yeah, guns play a role in it, but again, I don't run into the same gun killing me every match. Like I run, yeah. in, I run into, I get killed by every single gun equally across the board. I think as we would, if we got higher in the competitive rank, I can totally see people like picking up an energy weapon, getting just looking for attachments and using it until they find an end star. I can see like specific weapons going higher and higher as a priority. When I've done that, actually, if I'm if I'm looking for a certain weapon, I'll pick up the first weapon of its type so that I can start collecting attachments for that gun. A hundred percent. I have done like, that uh, openly. Like with locations, like you guys always land in the one building in the one town. I don't know. Oh, don't know that's that is that's purely not because of any strategic advantage there. That is purely because the way Eric and I have decided is when we used to play PUBG, you have to remember this. When we played PUBG, we would land as far away from everyone as oh, possible. Oh, I remember. Right? Yeah, like, so we would try to. And we would go, like, half an hour without seeing a single person. And then the first person we see would just wipe us off the face of the earth because we just weren't prepared for whatever. So what Eric and I started to do in Apex when we started playing it again, because we took a pretty big break from Apex, like, multiple seasons of breaks from Apex. And we came back. We started landing everywhere that was hottest. So it that drop zone be, is just inherently a very hot drop zone. There's lots of people that go there. And the way I look at it is I'm either going to get wiped out immediately by someone or I'm going to come out and be way more warmed up for late game Battle Royale than I am if I go and do nothing for a whole match. That's still a meta though, I'd say. That's the meta that works for you guys. It is a meta, but it's not. I don't think that's necessarily something that's that's going to impact the overall gameplay. Like like in a traditional TD where you're where you're doing a run and gun gameplay. Like that's yeah, something. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. if you're dropping somewhere, that's not guaranteeing you can get better at that area, or you can get better at like yeah, okay. If you it, it it's it's mechanics and your like physio physiologically, your brain will start adapting to things, right? That's how we learn. That's how we get better at things. Which is why yes, if you constantly drop somewhere hotter and you're constantly dealing with better players, you're gonna get better as a as a response to that because you start learning from it. Unless you're an idiot, which which in all fairness, I have there's certain times I get just killed by someone and it's completely an idiotic stupid reason why i got killed by that person but i'd argue that it's not doesn't play enough of a, an impact on it for like that's a game-changing thing like you don't have to la- land there to win we've landed it we've won landing in random areas like i said to eric one time in olympus i was like hey there's this weird ball thing off in the middle of nowhere that i wanted to go check out had useless loot it looked interesting but had useless loot and we ended up winning that match later on just from ra- just we just started running around wherever there was loot boxes so to me, it's it doesn't play enough of an impact on the end game to cause it as like a game changing meta. Whereas I like, agree with that. which again, when you play Call of Duty, Team Deathmatch or Search and Destroy, if you aren't good at quick scoping or run and gun, I mean, quick scoping kind of I guess pairs with run and gun because it's like a run and gun version of sniping, I guess. Um, then you're not going to be very successful at Call of Duty. Like you look at any of the top tier, when you're playing a Call of Duty match, the person with the most kills, almost every time I guarantee you they're a run and gun like SMG or quick scoping person. They're they're never gonna be, oh, I'm gonna take this mid-tier assault rifle and I'm just gonna fucking, you know, be careful and, and cautious as I go around these corners. Yeah. 
Because as soon as you do that, some guy comes flying out the window and just destroys you because he's just, he's like, you look at their camera when they were, when you look at his streamer who streams first person shooters and it's hilarious because their camera's going like this all over the fucking place. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster. And you're just like, whoa, what? <laughs> I'm still looking in the one direction that I was looking. Right. So yeah, that's why to me, it's like battle royales, I think are more forgiving for allowing you to play the way you want to play. I don't think they force you. And and this may be different. I only play Apex. I don't play Fortnite. I don't play. We used to play Warzone, but I don't play Warzone anymore. Um, so this is purely it would definitely be biased to Apex, where to me in Apex, you, you don't have to be you don't have to play a certain way to be, be successful. You have to play the way that is best for you and that is how you'll be successful. Like I can't use, I love to snipe, but I can't use a, I can't use a charge rifle, right? But there's some people who I've gone up against who just destroy me with a charge rifle and I have no clue what happened. Like if you hit a charge rifle and get every bit of damage, it's two shots on like purple shields. Yeah. Like it's unbelievably powerful. It just is very hard to like, for me to use that gun. I've done that once and it was amazing. It feels great. When you when you get a kill with a gun you were never good at good with, it is like the greatest feeling in Apex period. Like if I get a kill with the G7, I feel superior to all. I feel like I've <laughs> I've I've elevated myself to a level beyond what I could ever have comprehended. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's one kill and the next game I use it, I can't hit anything worth a <laughs> shit with it, right? So I don't know. I I that's why to me I would say battle royales are the future is just because it allows you the most diversity to play the way you want to play. It allows you, and and you can be successful at the game by doing that. In fact, I'd say that battle royales are almost, if you don't play, if you try to match every meta, I don't think you'll be successful in a battle royale. You might be, but I don't think it guarantees you a successful uh, outcome, right? Because again, it's so situational. You have so many different things that can impact how that will go out. Like it could be, it could merely be, you miss one shot. It could merely be, you know, you didn't make sure your shields were fully healed. It could be you you uh, didn't have as good a communication as the other team you're facing, right? So I think that, that there's so many different aspects that make Battle Royales complex, but they also make it more playable for different types of play styles. So you don't have to play one way. Of course, there's situations like if I'm indoors and I'm using a Sentinel versus someone who's using a Volt, I'm going to lose that fight most likely. Not necessarily, but there's a pretty damn good chance. Yeah, yeah, like there's a pretty good chance I'm going to lose that fight just because of the advantage a Volt gives you in close to, and compared to a, a Sentinel. But again, you still can play the way you want to play and be successful. Whereas now in Call of Duty, I can't, like I've played, even even let's go Splitgate. Like Splitgate was very, I actually found that Splitgate was a very easy game to be good at. I don't think like it was very difficult. I'm not a good first person shooter. Like Apex is the first time I've ever been like actually good at, oh, I guess Rainbow Six was, but I don't I don't categorize that under the same thing because it's such like a, there's so many, again, there's, it's, it's a lot of different things like operative abilities change that, e, e, team composition changes uh, Rainbow Six so much that it's kind of a tough one to to put in the same realm as like Call of Duty in that team deathmatch realm. But like for me, Splitgate, like I jumped when I, after playing a battle royale, I was better at Splitgate. Like, I don't think I would have been that good if I hadn't been playing a lot of Apex. And I think that's just because my ability to, to like my diversity of gun use has made me better at, at other games. Cause like overall, like yes, Apex has all these different guns, energy weapon, heavy ammo, blah, 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 blah. But the end game, the guns are the same. You have a burst fire weapon, you have a single shot marksman rifle, you have a sniper, a submachine gun, and assault rifle. Those are like your main categories, like gun shotgun, sorry. Main categories of guns that you see in every shooter across the board. They just change based on type of game. And I think Apex forcing me to try all these different weapons, I think has made me better at other games such as Splitgate, where you can, yeah, you get, Splitgate's a little different because you pick up your weapons anyways. You don't, you can't like preset. I, well, I don't think you can preset. Can you preset a loadout? No. There's so, no like gun customization. It's just the gun. Yeah. So, so to me, it's like that makes it much more like Apex helped me with that aspect of things. But I don't know. It, it's tough. There's so many mechanics, but I still think Royale, Battle Royales give everyone a chance to be good at the game. 
Again, depending on, again, I've only played Apex to an extent where I can make that argument. I don't know about Fortnite. I haven't played enough in Fortnite, but what the guy, the video I was watching, the guy basically said, once you figure out the building mechanic and it becomes something that you just know how to do, combining that in combat becomes an easier thing. He said, that's the biggest hurdle you have to overcome in Fortnite is just learning how to use the building mechanic and then merging it with your combat. Once you can do that, be natural. Yeah, yeah. Once you can do that, it's very easy to be good at Fortnite. From what he said, I I don't want to like say that I, that, that's coming from someone who competes in it for tournaments and stuff like that. So I don't, I'm, I'm trusting someone who has actually like done good shit in the game. Um, Warzone, Again, because you can preset loadout classes, I think it has a similar issue to any other Call of Duty game mode where it's like, once you can preset loadouts, I feel like you automatically are at a lower stage of, of ability to overcome that because now you're not even having to face someone who's really good that may not be using their ideal game set. Like you, if you're facing someone and they're not using their ideal preset, like if I'm, if I'm using in, in Apex Legends, if I'm using a Sentinel and a Peacekeeper, combination i will be not at my best because i'm not good with the peacekeeper i think it's a crap gun and then the sentinel i don't know why but i can't hit shit with the sentinel it doesn't matter I, if i have a longbow i can hit everything if i have a sentinel i can't hit shit doesn't doesn't matter what it is so i think that's where you know warzone started to bridge that gap and almost ruined that ability for everyone like you can be good at it because it's an open world call of duty controls are simplistic aim shoot there's not a ton of kick in most of those guns. Like when you watch video clips of Call of Duty, like good gameplay, there's like no gun kick at all. The, every gun is like a laser beam that once you've locked on has zero kick whatsoever. And that's because you're able to customize them all that way. And as soon as there's a customizable, as soon as there's a certain customization that people have gotten used to, everyone starts using it in, in Warzone. There is no like... I find like there was um oh there was they were talking about it a while back um there was one preset for a submachine gun that was in COD and it was just unbeatable by most weapons because the fire rate was stupid the damage was stupid and because of the if you put all the loadouts on it its kick was nothing like it you could I could literally let go of my controller press fire and my controller would stay pointed at or the the reticle would stay pointed yeah, directly yeah. at my target. So that's where, to me, it's like, you don't give anyone a chance. As soon as there's something like that, where every good player can master, like, if you have no kick and you're unreal at shooters, you win. It doesn't matter. As soon as you do that, you win. As, as a good player at first-person shooters or third-person whatever. Um, and, and, and so I don't think it really was a good example of a battle royale that does the best for its play. Like gives everyone an equal chance. Like I, I will say because Call of Duty has been in, in the world so long, most people are decent at Call of Duty that play D Call of Duty. You're not, there are definitely better players that are like high caliber, like fucking drop in off a helicopter, take out five teams and then walk out of there like nothing happened. But you also like me and you could drop in probably tomorrow with, and and with with Eric, for example, and you know, I'd I'd argue that within a day of playing, we could probably get a win or two. Within with just just because I don't of know. just because of the way we have played in the past, like we didn't play a ton of Warzone, yet we still had I had like a bunch of wins, and I don't play Call of Duty a lot anymore, right? So I don't know. I I just think I think Battle Royale is the future, but I think certain I think pre like trying to make mix mechanics such as like um, like full loadouts. I think don't work for battle royales. I think you automatically shift the favor and in, in favor of people who are already good at the game. Like you make them have to not do anything. I like what you said, where you have to, you can pick your gun, but you have to earn your attachments or you have to find them. Like have both yeah, options. Yeah. You can find them or you can earn them across the board. And maybe it's like, I don't, yeah. Anyway, so, it's, so I think that'd be a good way to kind of compromise for like pick your own weapon or pick one weapon. Like you get to choose one weapon that you start with an alternative to your pistol. You always have that weapon, doesn't matter. But you still have to earn it. But I think incorporating full loadouts is a mistake for a battle royale because you automatically shift it in favor of people who are at their best in the game. Cause like, yeah, you can be good with something, but if you're unreal with a setup, with a loadout, you're gonna win most gunfights you get into, right? It's, it's no different than, yeah, you have a main and 
legend and apex if you get really good with the legend you can compete with most people but every legend has a couple counters within other legends right like you could have someone who's amazing with octane but if you have a revenant who just destroys his ability to use any of his abilities octane's a glass cannon you can take him down pretty easily same with wraith if you eliminate wraith's ability to phase or anything for a couple seconds you can easily take her out but if you can't do that, say someone doesn't have a Revenant, all of a sudden they both those legends become a very effective offensive killer. So I just think there's more diversity in, in battle royales. I think I think they give more option to players who aren't necessarily good at the traditional multiplayer, but it also gives a more competitive aspect to those traditional multiplayers. I have a question then. Yeah. Oh, how much do you think? most battle royals being free to play affects their popularity versus traditional multiplayer games i feel like more typically have a paywall be in front of them i'd say it makes it more accessible to people who aren't as good at the game um like if I'm not good at a game, I mean, I don't care. I feel like we're kind of past this point because I'm not expecting myself to become a competitive anything player, right? Like I, I, I'm I, not even in playing games for that reason. I play games because I want to play the games. I don't play them because I want to be ultra competitive and, and win every single match. Like it's nice when you win, but it's not like I don't want to go play for Team Canada in esports or something like that, right? So I'd say having free to play makes it more accessible because... A player who's not good at a game may be more reason, maybe more willing to try a game that's free to play than they are going to go. For example, let's use Battlefield coming out. So Battlefield, love those games. I I, I love them for that aspect. There's so much that they're just fun. Like there's there's a lot going on. You can destroy buildings. There's nothing more amusing to me than if I'm driving up in a tank and there's a wall there and I'm like, oh no, there's a wall there, and then you just shoot it. Oh, no more wall. Wall's gone. Awesome. Um, but it's still $80, 80, what did you say? $90 it was or $80? It's $90 for the next gen version. Okay. So Canadian, so 90 Canadian for series X and PS five enhanced version of the game. If I, if I'm choosing a game where it's like, well, I might not be that good at battlefield. Like I may not, and then that for some people, if you're not good at it, if you're all you're in it is to be good at the game. You're not going to have fun if you're not good at the game. You're going to be pissed off that you just spent so much money for it. But being free to play, Battle Royales give players the ability to be like, oh, I'll try Fortnite. See if I like the mechanics. See if I like the building aspect of it. Oh, I don't really like it. It doesn't really work for me. Okay, I'm going to go try Apex. Oh, I'll try some of these legends. See if I like that. There's abilities change the game. Uh, it's not really my thing. Oh, Warzone's free. I'm going to go try Warzone. And maybe you're more, you're better. You enjoy that traditional uh, multiplayer, but you want to have it in a Battle Royale way. Um, then Warzone would appeal to you more. So I, I feel like it does affect their popularity in the fact that it's more accessible than a game that has an $80 paywall before it, right? And maybe that's a big issue. Maybe that's why uh, traditional multiplayers have become so like stagnant in how their evolution is. Like there's no, no big game changers to traditional multiplayer. You have Team Deathmatch, you have Search and Destroy, Domination, Capture the Flag. Like they've those modes have been in almost every first-person shooter that's had a multiplayer uh, aspect to it. Right. And I think that's where it starts to wear on people. Like their popularity is there because they've always been there, but they got stagnant in it. Whereas battle royales are free to play, but they also have to do something to draw people into their free to play. Like I, <clears throat> like for me, there's nothing that appeals to me about Fortnite. And, and we've played it before a few times and there's just nothing in that game that appeals to me and what I like in a game. But you know, for someone else it does. So I think it just it's the accessibility makes them their popularity go up because more people have the potential to play them and have no like financial um, uh, consequence to playing them. Like if I don't like if I buy Battlefield and I don't like it, I just blew ninety dollars because I can't go up to them and be like, "Give me my money back. I didn't like your game." Right? Like that. I mean, if it was Cyberpunk, that did happen, and people said that and they gave them their money back. But in most aspects, a game's not yeah, gonna yeah. just give you your money back. Right. <clears throat> One aspect I think traditional multiplayer games have a big uh, advantage over battle royales is the progression systems. Battle royales kind of rely on their battle pass for any sense of progression, whereas a lot of traditional multiplayers have, like, 
whether it's challenges or whatever, but different unlocking things. I've always really <laughs> liked that about traditional multiplayer over Battle Royale, where it's kind of, it feels a little more empty in that regard, especially if you don't have the Battle Pass. 100%. Um, and, and I will give, I don't know if it's the same in Fortnite or Warzone. I have no clue. I doubt it is in Warzone, but it might be. The one thing I will give Apex about their Battle Pass is you can earn it for free by just playing yeah. the game a lot, right? Like if you if you play, if you put in, Eric and I don't even put in, like you have 72 days to do the battle pass or something like that. It's like three months or something to do a battle. It's they, every four months they come out with some, some new season. Um, <clears throat> but you can earn your way to a free one. Like you can get all the currency you need to pay for our free battle pass, go around as long as you complete that one battle pass. And I think that progression system makes it a little more appealing. I agree with you that progression systems in general are nice, like going up into like prestiging. Like it gives you something to strive for or getting attachments for guns, like completing challenges to get attachments for guns. I feel like that like gives you something to strive for. That also makes you better at a game when you have to go through these challenges to get there because yeah. you're good. it's going to force you to do stuff you don't usually do, which is kind of what Apex's Battle Pass does as well. It forces you to use guns you don't usually typically want to use. It forces you to you know, do things you don't want to use. So I'd say depending on the battle pa- the battle pass and how they go about it, I feel it could be as fulfilling as any progression system in a traditional multiplayer. But I would agree with you that as of right now, I'd say the progression systems of a traditional multiplayer, if you took like a general progression system versus the average battle royale battle pass, I'd say that the traditional definitely has a, has a big jump up on like, progression and feeling full and getting stuff from that progression um i think with call of duty for example they've gone away from like the challenges progression and they've gone to like you can just purchase this attachment with money that you earn in game and i think that kind of ruined call of duty's progression because like modern warfare one and two and i'd say all the way up until like you know i don't even know what order games came out i'd say up to like the last one I played that before they changed it was Black, you know, Black Ops 4, even you could purchase stuff. It wasn't challenge-based. Um, there's a, I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been, there's too many of them. They come out with too many Call of Duties at one time. Um, but like, once they went away from the challenge system, I felt like it just became as empty as a, as a battle royale that has a shitty battle pass, right? Like, Anyone can buy this. You don't have to actually be good or, or completed or challenged yourself in any aspect, whatsoever. which yes, incorporates accessibility because I'll admit when I played Modern Warfare, it was until Modern Warfare 2 World at War kind of games that I got better at Call of Duty. Modern Warfare, I was not good at Modern Warfare. I was shit. Like my, I think my KD was like 0.2 or something like that. Yikes. So it was bad. But, and the challenges frustrated me because I had iron sights for majority of the time because I just couldn't like do challenges very well. So like it was frustrating. And once I got better, it was like, oh, these challenges are actually pretty fun because it makes me try new things. But I mean, yeah, in general, I think you're right. In general, I think traditional multiplayer progression is better than battle passes. But I'd say that games like Apex are starting to curb that in making the battle passes more fulfilling and give you more for it. And even without the battle pass, like this next go around, for example, I'm probably not going to get the battle pass unless I progress high enough in the rankings to get the battle pass. Right. And I think that's a neat system for it. I like that you can buy battle passes like in the middle of a season after you see how far you've progressed instead of like buying it and feeling, Oh my God, I got to progress to like make this worth my time. Um, so I don't know. I I think they definitely need more content, especially skins. Like you get a lot of useless content in in a lot of battle passes. You do. Like there's you do. there's so much. To, like for me, I don't care about the little things that hang off your gun or whatever. The like trinkets the or trinkets. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, I I don't give a shit about that. I'm not looking at. I'm not like shooting someone and like all of a sudden I pause. I'm like, oh look at my cute little look dog thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I don't care. Like skins of guns, awesome. You need cool skins. And, you, and skins of, of of whatever you are, like people, your character, you need good skins for that and stuff like that. That's more important to me. They need more of that in battle passes because you have too many too much time where it's like, okay, you get like two skins for 50 levels of a battle pass. And that, that shouldn't really be the case. Like if you're putting in enough time to get all those levels, 
it should be way more worth it for you than just like this one badge that says, oh, you completed the battle pass, congratulations. And like a few skins for your guns. Yeah. I, I think they need more. The head. Yeah, I think they need more. Cause I, I bet you if you had way more stuff, like all these cool skins you could get or gave more like for Apex, for example, there's these uh, heirloom points you can yeah. get. I don't even know how you can earn them. I honestly have no clue. Like occasionally you get them in a in a random uh, box, the loot crate that you get. But besides that, I have no clue how to get them other than like just outright purchase the points with money. So it's like, there's things like that. Like make your game, there should be no aspect of the game that is closed off to a player to earn it. It could be hard to earn it, but make it able to be earned. And I think that's where battle royales start to lose people is in their microtransactions. And the fact that it's like, if I can't earn it with my ability and I have to buy it, that that ruin, I'm not gonna, that ruins it for me for that aspect of it. I, I think the free to play nature of a lot of them has a lot to do with how the monetization systems are set up. Like, I think what, what I would do for me personally is I would, I, I don't, wouldn't mind if battle royals cost money. Like, so let's say, because I think most battle royals that I played have, are would at least be worth like a, like a, it'd be less than a full game for sure. Don't get me to pay for like a full $80 game. But maybe you charge like 40 bucks for the battle royale. Like that's your, you know, Apex comes out. It's not free to play, but it's 40 bucks. It's half of the price of a full game, but it's still like reasonable to pay. And, and you know, the developers get something out of it. I would pay 40 bucks if I knew there'd be less microtransactions and there'd be more content that you could earn in the game. Well, like, yeah, then you'd got like, like each new legend would come for free, I assume. And like stuff like that. Yeah. Like I do like that it's, uh, I do enjoy that they do allow you to earn legends. You don't have to pay money to get legends like you did in like uh, uh, Smite. It was very hard to earn right. legends free. So you ended up just buying that whatever all legends God forever pass. Yeah. pass. Um, and I think that Apex has done a good job of being like, no, you can earn these legends. You just got to like, like you got to level up like 15 times and you can get a new legend. Right. So it's. And, and from my understanding, even when you're done leveling up, like if you reach level 500, which is the max level for Apex, I believe, <clears throat> um, you can you can still have like an experience level up and it'll just give you points. Okay. <clears throat> so you can always like get new legends that come out. You're not stuck with like, oh no, I'm level 500. I can never get a new legend again unless I pay for them. Right? So <clears throat> there's trade-off, 100% trade-off. So then my question is then, Peter, so your stance, are you still standing that traditional multiplayer is the future of multiplayer? Yeah, no, I think so. I think Battle Royale will probably always be there, and it's we're not going to be able to get away from it, but I, I think it's simply the largest piece of the pie. But the standard multiplayer is essential, and I think will is is it it gives you the complete picture having a battle royale and standard multiplayer i don't think battle royale will be able to last forever okay yeah and then and then for me i mean i think i made my stance clear i think i think for me battle royales are <clears throat> are critical are crucial for multiplayer i don't think they'll be the only multiplayer ever because you're always going to have traditional multiplayer it's never going to go away like it's it's been here since we started gaming it's going to be there probably well after we're done gaming Right. So I don't know for me, for me, I, but I think it is the next like generation of multiplayer. Like I think, I think it is the progression into the future for multiplayer and taking aspects of both sides is going to be important in battle royales, maintaining its relevancy. I think as soon as they go away, from, as soon as they become stagnant, <clears throat> they won't last because they don't have enough of a footing to last being such a stagnant game mode. What I'm curious about is whenever the next big multiplayer trend happens, what happens to Battle Royale after that? Because I don't think standard multiplayer is ever going to go away. It might get quieter and quieter, but I'm curious to see what happens when there's another big trend. What happens from there? Yeah, and it'll be... I, I'm also curious about that, especially like if something big does come out. Because like... That's the that's the that's the whole gimmick behind gaming is you know you need that next big thing you need to be the game developer that finds that next big yep. thing, so someone's looking for it. They may have found it, they may not have found it, but <clears throat> someone is looking for it. If it is a Daisy style game, I fucking quit gaming instantly. If that is the Live new Apex Legends, my god, I I just remember us trying to play Daisy as a group and 
unless you've already started like their their continuously loot system does not fucking work whatsoever like yeah i don't understand it it doesn't make sense to me it was no fun whatsoever but you know things will change with that but yeah so that's kind of our our makeup of that like so we have we are split down the middle we don't have a third person to settle this so i mean i'm definitely going to post this on our on the tiktok make everyone involved in this conversation if you have any opinions on what you think the future of online gaming is let us know like we're very interested to see what other people yeah. have to say about these topics um especially like give some defense to it we we want to hear everyone's per, uh, perspective on battle royales traditional multiplayer pros and cons Show your work exactly um you can again this is a uh, fair share gaming thanks again for stopping by checking out the podcast we are live bi-weekly with uh, with this podcast. In between that, I'm going to be streaming other things as well. And Peter might join me for some of those, not others. Um, but yeah, bi-weekly. So our next podcast will be on the November 10th is our next... No, sorry, that's October. I lied. 14th. Calendar. November 14th is our next podcast. Stay tuned for the topic. We'll be posting the topic a week before the podcast uh, goes live. And that way you guys can join in and get discussing prior to the podcast. Again, thanks for watching. I'm Jared. This is Peter. And we are Fair Share Gaming. Have a great rest of your day. See ya.